All right, welcome to the Boomer and Doomer podcast. Hey, Doomer. Hey, Boomer. What's happening? How are you doing this week now that we have, uh, we're done with Labor Day. Labor, it, it, it's like sad. Summer is officially over. Summer is officially over. It was cold for the first time and not 80% humidity. So, yeah, I mean, we we went from like really really warm to like damn cold. I was talking to a buddy of mine in North Dakota, and he said that they actually had frost. It got down below thirty two degrees out there. That's nuts. But it's North Dakota. Like your buddy is probably one of the eleven people that live there. He is. <laughs> He's a brave man. Oh man. So uh let's just hop right into our first segment of the week. Unless you have, you know, any more stories about your buddy, perhaps like the fact that he built his house out of the uh surrounding woodland areas of North Dakota or other interesting stories. No, the most interesting story he has is uh he's trying to do an expansion of his house right now. He uh he downsized, but he's in in a in a smaller home that he wants to now grow. And what's really funny is he can't find a contractor to build it for him. <clears throat> I guess it's North Dakota. It is North Dakota, but also just right Cold. now, pretty much anywhere you can't you can't get contractors. There was a bunch of tornado damage out by us, or well, or rather derecho or whatever they call it. Uh, and all these people who need their roofs fixed are uh, there's like four companies and none of them can. Uh, they they can't answer orders fast enough. It's like when you have you know thousands of people and four roofing companies, you're like, oh, normally that's you know sustainable, but when you have major hurricanes or remnants of hurricanes sweep through areas, I can only imagine. Plus, look at Iowa. You could see the, the damage the storm did from space. Oh, really? Yeah, that was that was crazy. And I mean, some of them. I don't know if there's probably still without power. It's been like almost a month now. And I don't think we live in that backwards of a society. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, dude, four days without power for me was bad enough. I mean, four days without power, you know, you're talking, unless you've got a generator, you're going to lose everything in your freezer. You're going to lose everything in your refrigerator. Um, you're basically living in groceries day to day. That sucks. It, it does. I mean, if you have extra, like, crushed ice... Or like bagged ice, you could probably pull another day out of it just because of, you know, all that extra cooling capacity. But yeah, it it you, we were we were out most of our freezer. Um, but on that sad note, let's kind of transfer into uh, wins this week. Uh, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I have no problem with that. I think the big win that I had was. I got to spend time with my kid on the holidays. We, uh, we, we actually worked on a project and we did a build together as crazy as that sound is, uh, it, it, it wasn't a real build. It was a deck repair, but it was, uh, but it was good work. It was fun. It was, uh, just some nice time spent together. I, I, I call that a big win. For sure. And I mean, that, that'll that probably tie into one of our, our other podcasts uh, that's probably coming up after this one, which is, you know, why do old men mow grass? 
No, I thought that's what we were talking about today, but okay. Oh, okay. You wanted to go with old men. Uh, I, well, so what was the one that, that what, what are we doing today then? There's I thought it was retirement. But oh, okay. We could talk about retirement too. No, let's let's do why do old men mow grass? You're, you were mentally prepared for that one. That's the one we'll do. <laughs> are you calling me old dude? No, I'm saying that I was I am equally unprepared for both. So uh, we'll just go with the one that at least one of us can carry the conversation with. Okay, no problem. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Wins of the week for me. Well, um, I finally bit the bullet and uh, decided to buy my first certification or uh, first testing for my one of the certifications I'm pursuing. Well, uh, congratulations. Thank you. I also just uh, sold my car. Well, my old car. Uh, sold it to this nice girl. She's uh, just just entering into the adulthood times of you know twenty one, discovering what things other than white claw from and stuff from her parents' <laughs> basement tastes like. And uh, white claw. And uh, yeah, she seemed uh, genuinely excited and it kind of makes me feel good. Like as much as everyone's like, oh, a car is a, it, it's just a thing. It's an appliance. It's like, no, there's, there's a part of, I think, if it's something you take care of and recognize, there's a lot of value there, especially out in the, you know, if you're out in the country or not in the city where you can, you, you know, have access to public transportation. Like a car is not only a expression of yourself it is your lifeline it's everything it is the horse of the of of the todays the horse of todays i never had a horse are you are are, are you thinking that i had a horse and i was and i was doing the horse and buggy thing at some time i'm not that old come on i i mean depending on who you ask but uh Gee, but, thanks. But no, uh, in, in all seriousness, uh, you know, just like the the Cowboys had their horse and it was their their whole thing. Like, I think that's that's today's car, especially for like the anyone who does not live with, uh, like metro style transportation. It, you, oh yeah, that's very true. It is your lifeline to everything from getting groceries to living life to. Uh, just hanging out or finding some place to go other than for being able to walk around the house, you know? Yeah. Or, and, you know, even visiting your grandparents, if they lived like the next town over, that might be 30 miles away. You can't walk that, but you can drive. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Well, and, and congratulations on looking at that certification. I'm going back a little bit. I'm uh, going back a couple of sentences here. And uh, I think that's a big deal for you too. But going back to the concept of the, the horse and the uh, and the car. I mean, it is really a lifeline. I understand it, and as well as the fact that it's also a pain in the ass. What happens when it breaks? Can you get somewhere? Do you have someone counting on you to be able to pick you up, pick them up, be able to take them somewhere, pick up groceries? It's oh, a yeah. matter of responsibility too. Oh, for sure. I mean. You got to feed your horse, brush your horse, water your horse. Got to do all the same stuff. The you only... seem to know a whole lot more about horses than I give you credit for. 
This is the the only problem uh, with playing Red Dead Redemption. Everyone thinks you're you 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 start to think you're a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Gee, are we are are we are are we plugging certain games now too? Oh man. Well, we know we're not going to get sponsors, so I mean, ideally, we just will we'll guilt someone into giving us money because we mentioned them on the show. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's uh let's talk about earworm so i'll take the lead on this go for it okay so i have been listening to nothing but um like specifically a bunch of edm like all of this euro trash dance music and everything else why i have we have been in lockdown so long and I was talking to a couple of my friends about this too. I've been in lockdown so long that sometimes I'm just, I don't realize that summer has came and gone or anything else like that. Every day is the same. So, so, you know, to, to give myself the illusion of vacation, I'll go listen to some like kind of fun party music and just, you know, dance in my basement like no one's watching because no one can and then uh kind of enjoy life a little bit just uh with that because dude as much as i i, I love listening to to uh you know the, the regular mix of metal and rock and roll and 60s 70s 80s 90s early aughts mix that i had listened to there's something i think a little bit more fun about just uh an escapist about listening to um you know stuff that you would hear at the 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 clubs in in like ibiza spain yeah in spain denmark the netherlands yeah i can see that you know saturday night live did, uh, did a whole sketch on that one We won't go down that road, though. I was, I was gonna ask at at what point did this one go on? Because that show's been on for twenty years at this point. I think it was done back in like the nineties. Oh, that checks out. <laughs> but, uh, so, so you've been listening to the old, uh, or, or or to Euro style disco like uh, music. That that that's pretty funny. The only thing I do with that stuff is I usually work out to that because it has a good beat that you can work out to. Oh, for sure. Although there is a, a more modern song that you would really appreciate because uh, it, it, I maybe it has influence of disco. It's no, no lyrics, but it's called Crab Rave. And I'll have to share it with you after the show because it's freaking hilarious. Oh, that, that does sound interesting. Well, my earworm is uh, kind of interesting because I was listening to, uh, and I guess this is a big plug, Spotify. You can listen to uh, this and other podcasts on things like Spotify. And within Spotify, I, uh, I was listening to new releases. And where there were some high-quality releases along the way, the one that caught my ear and kind of got into my head was Quarantine With You by Lawrence. And of course, I don't know why we only have one word names these days, 
but uh, <laughs> a, 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 apparently we do. So this was by Lawrence, and it was quarantine with you. And the reason that, that, that it stuck in my head, because it made me laugh. It was actually rather funny. So, so that was my earworm for this week, is, uh, is I've listened to it a, a, a number of times, and uh, uh, hopefully he gets a couple of more airplays out of the thing on, on YouTube or whatever. But, uh, but, but I thought it was pretty funny. It, it, it did make me chuckle along the way. So, so what's, what's it about? Does he just uh, sit there and just kind of talk to you about his day or what, what, what goes on? He rambles on about how, you know, even though we're stuck inside, we're on quarantine, we have COVID-19, it's not so bad being quarantined with you. And, and it's funny because uh, a lot of, the, of what I've been reading is there's, there's a couple of things that are really going on in the world. And there's one is I read about a divorce attorney who was busier than all get out because quarantine has either said one thing, I really hate you, and it's causing a lot of divorces across the board, or it's causing a lot of babies across the board. Oh. So that, that's, that, that's the, uh, another takeaway from quarantine. Everyone is Netflix and chilling a little too much. You could say that. <laughs> awesome. I, I look. I look forward to having Lawrence uh, caress my ear holes with his voice. <laughs> now, now that's getting a little too personal. I'm not sure how he's going to take it. I'm sure he likes it too. He wouldn't do it otherwise. Um, But enough about him. This is this is a story or a podcast about us. This is, and and, and this is uh, the way I looked at it. This is almost another uh, introduction, get to know us a little bit better uh, concept, and 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 it really comes down to: is there hope, or what hope for the future? I'm not sure which ending we really want to use, but the moral of the story is, and that's what we're kind of leading to. So with that, you, you said, you know, we want to talk about why do old men cut grass? Which I will retort to, why does anyone cut grass? This is true. Moss lawns are obviously the superior option. But uh, I guess I'll, I'll talk a little bit about, like, why I enjoy mowing the lawn sometimes. Now, I had no idea that you actually enjoyed mowing the lawn. Oh, sure. It's a great, great thing for me to turn off my brain, listen to some podcasts, you know, listen to two, two assholes sh share their opinion on something and then uh, and have a, a defined goal. So I think that's, yeah, the biggest thing for me was when I'm, when I'm mowing the lawn, my, my biggest benefit is that uh every step is measurable progress towards a goal i like and, it yeah and you can yeah and you can see it along the way and it's just you know you're just doing your thing it requires a little bit of effort unless you're on a riding mower in which case the only effort is not falling off as you're you know on your fifth miller light um and you just you cut through 
and you're you're seeing this progress happen and you're you know your mind is actively engaged in either listening to a podcast or you you know you disappear into your own head and your body's pretty much on autopilot doing doing this sort of work but at the end you have this uh this this finished product that one you made two required effort and three it looks good so i think like those three things are really what uh what kind of helps people get get through may or at least it helps me get through a crisis is just the uh the need to make because a lot of the time you're just sitting there you know go to work feed dogs pay attention to your kids make sure they're not you know eating their chromebook or whatever and then and then you know you go to sleep do it all again and you forget whether or not you've had grilled chicken for the 15th time in the row but yeah, I, I think that's it's it's a a defined goal is is pretty nice. I don't know if that's been your experience. Maybe you find it just an entirely tedious task. Well, it, 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 I think it actually depends on the age of the person cutting the grass. I mean, when you first posed this, you said, "Why do old men cut grass?" And I kind of look at myself here, obviously, as being the old guy, being the oldest one here between the two of us. But it really is more than just that because. When I was growing up, my mom, I remember being about 12, 13 years old, and my mom would basically yell and scream at me saying that, go cut the grass. What the hell are you doing? Just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> you know, so, you know, and, and it was a matter of cutting the grass. You, you went out there and did it. And God help you if you missed a spot. If you didn't quite overlay the lawnmower so it was perfect, my mom was a perfectionist when it came to this stuff she had she took a lot of pride in everything that she did and she would basically ride you until you went out there and fixed the one spot that you would miss so you learn i learned very very early that i didn't screw it up otherwise i was going to do it again anyway and she would not let it go and you know what i have a lot of respect for that because she she really did kind of hone in on the fact that when you do a job, you do a good job and you do it right. Okay. And if you do it right the first time, you don't have to go out there and restart the lawnmower. And then she's going to make you empty it a second time just to make sure everything is cleaned up the right way. So when, you know, when, when I got my home, it was, I was going to do it right. And, and all those lessons from my mom, Kind of was kind of were drilled into my head, and and I wanted to make it look good, not only for me, because one of the things that I always looked at was when I did something, I represented more than just myself. I represented the neighborhood. I represented the area that we live in. I represented the block. I represented the city. You know, so if somebody drove by my house, I didn't want it to look like. So one of the reasons that I did that is because I wanted to, I wanted to look nice. That's actually really interesting. So you're so uh, when when you were when you were doing this, it was about being the greater or part of a greater community, and how your your output reflects everyone. 
on yeah, everything. Yeah, I, I guess I guess just a little bit. Yeah, but but yeah, that's that's part of it. It 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 you know, like I said, my mom had this real community pride. My mom had a personal pride in everything she did, and she really drilled that into all of us kids' heads. And and I and I do take advantage. You know, I I look at that as even if I hire somebody, and there have been times where I've hired people to cut my grass. I do want to make sure that it is a nice job. I want to make sure that it looks good. Oh, for sure. Because you know there's people out there that just, you know, they say, pay me 80 bucks a month. I'll come your, trim your lawn three times. They barely get everything or there's, you know, bad haircuts everywhere. And it's it. one, it makes you look bad. Two, it 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 doesn't make you feel good that you gave them money to to do something for you that you could do a better job yourself in the same amount of time exactly i mean the bottom line is if i'm going to pay somebody are they going to do a better job than i would do are they going to do at least as good a job as i would do hopefully they would do a better job because they do it all day long and that's the only thing that they do and that's the hope that I have anytime I hire someone too. So, you know, when you said, why do old men, men uh, mow, mow grass? It's a matter of why does anyone mow grass? Why do we all do, why do we all do that? And why do we all want to, to have that, you know, a, a certain perspective on how people look at what we do, how I see myself, how do I want to be perceived by others? That that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that probably goes out to more than just, you know, we're talking about mowing grass, but this could be anything that you put time and effort into, you know, uh, be it work, school, you know, maybe, maybe you're retired and you're just looking for something to do. Um, doing a job, being productive. I mean, it's, it's good mental health. And, and it, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of people out there who think that, you know, when, once you hit, uh, uh, you know, your, your quote point, you just give up, you stop. Like I, I, all right, I put in my effort for the day. It's like, no, screw that. Like if, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Actually, I'll agree with that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a matter of, if, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing, but to a certain degree, you also have to be able to say, that's what I want to do. You know, that's just like, if you buy a new house, if you buy a, a house that you're, you're now taking on as yours, you still have to pick and choose what you want to do. You have to be able to say, what do I want to do? When do I want to do it? And how well can I do that? One of the things that, and, and I'll admit it, I've tried it, I've done it, is plumbing. And you want to know something? I hate plumbing. Yeah, it's a real shitty job. Oh! Dude, so, you got me with a great pun earlier today. I, I had to pay you back. Well done. <laughs> but, but, but no, seriously, I mean, e e even if it's... Um, a relatively small job. I mean, 
I'll put in, I, I put in faucets. That's not a big deal. I mean, I've done, I've, been, I've done a lot of the happy homeowner stuff and I've done a lot of DIY projects along the way. Um, you know, I learned how to do a lot of, a lot of the work along the way within a house all myself for, for one reason, I didn't have the money to pay anybody for a, for, for a long, long time. So guess what? If something broke, I had to fix it. If Hashtag something wasn't, if, if something wasn't the way I wanted, I had to tear it out, make it the way I wanted, and then, and then put it back together. And, and then it was, and then it was better than it was, but it's a matter of, is it good? You know, when do I call good, good enough? But at the same time, there are certain jobs that, like I said, plumbing is definitely not my thing. And God love the plumbers that are out there because I have more respect for them. They spend more money on all the parts because I swear to God, it takes me 10 trips to the hardware store to get one job done. Especially, I don't know why it is with that, but it is. You know, how many different ways can you buy a single pipe with, with one type of thread is beyond me, but it always takes 10 trips to the store to be able to get that one pipe. Oh, yeah. And then it's like it's, you know, a one-off from a certain thing because they got a, a bulk deal from the contractor, you know, 20 years ago or whenever you buy your house. Yeah, it's uh, – no, I've had similar experiences just, just even uh, when I was renting and my – landlord was like well uh our plumber won't get to you until you know thursday friday something this is i'm like no i i would like to take a shower between now and next week friday so you know i have to go and fix that or my personal favorite was the u-bend in my kitchen sink uh the previous owner must have been a rice fanatic I uh, I opened that U-bend and I was surprised water flowed at all. It looked like it was a, a giant mesh of nothing but rice grains. So sweet. Yeah, I know. City of Chicago had cleaner water going into or out of my sink than they did coming into my sink. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I and and I think that goes back to just there's an opportunity cost too. It's like if you're if you're one of those people who's just you know, out your ass busy because you're running a small business or you're, you're uh, a property owner or, you know, something as simple as you're a project manager for a company that decided that you're so competent that 80 hours of work a week is exactly what you need. Um, so the other guys can go home at, you know, at five and you're, and you go home at five the next day. Uh, there's a certain cost to or to time and and hiring someone to do something for you is sometimes it's just the convenience of having that hour freed up but you always have that trade-off of you know knowing that you have to check this person's work and you still end up spending time on it anyway uh i i agree completely it, it, it's a matter of what is the cost what is the you know, how long am I willing to wait for someone to move to, to get to, to me? Uh, because w whether I'm not willing to pay the, the top premium dollar 
or whatever it is, or, or I'm a one-off customer instead of a regular customer. It mm-hmm. really depends on, it really depends on what you're looking for. And, and it's the same reason that I, I used to work on cars all the time. I've, I've changed, I've done my own brake jobs at one time. I've done, you know, I've, Back in the day when they had before all of the uh, uh, air con- before all of the uh, pollution control stuff went on cars, I did a lot of my own work. But you want to know something? At some point in time, you either want to go out and be able to do something that's not just working on cars, working and doing whatever else you have to do, but you want to have a little free time at, mm-hmm. at some point. So at some point you have to make the, the, the conscious decision of saying, what am I going to pay for? What am I going to do? And am I qualified? I mean, or, or will somebody else do a better job than me? Yeah, I, I, that, that's exactly, you know, the, the definition of opportunity cost is it, how much do I value my free time versus how much money can I save by doing this task myself? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done my own my own uh, brake pads and rotors. Oh boy, one European cars, specifically Volkswagen, do they love hex heads? And two, do they love using different size hex heads for everything? But and other than a, that, it's great. Yeah, but <laughs> but, if, but if that's all you do all day, you're gonna get fast and you're gonna get good at it. Well, and not only that is like the expense for me is like once and, and that $20 hex head is the $20 hex head that I might use twice over the life of the vehicle versus, you know, a shop where you buy that $20 hex head, you might be using it every day for five years before it wears out. And that, and that's a huge difference. Um, but still, you know, you're, you're not necessarily paying a premium on the parts. What you're paying for is the fact that this, the guy who's doing the brake job has been doing this for 10, 15 years, has insurance, everything else. So even if he does screw up and, you know, maybe one of the brake pads falls out because it didn't quite clamp down correctly or, you know, he didn't perfectly bleed the brake lines and, you know, you get into an accident and it traces back to him. No, I totally, I, I totally understand. And, and you know, it, it's a matter of what, what can be done better by somebody else versus what can I do? Yeah. Um, now, again, I mean, you're, you're basically balancing life work and what you like to do versus what you want, you know, versus what you have to do. And, and that's the biggest advice that I would give to somebody is make sure that you pick and choose what you want to do and what you have to do. If you really, really like working on cars, do it. But if you would rather be spending time with your family or with, with uh, someone else or with, you know, or, or doing something that, that, that makes a difference to you, whether, I mean, for me, like I said, I mean, during this whole COVID time, I mean, I have three things that I pretty much do every day. I'll do, I get up and I work, I work out, and I play guitar. Those are the three things that I really do a lot of. And am I good at guitar? I can, I can play, 
but there are a lot of people way better than me. But at the same time, it's something I do for me as opposed to doing for anyone else. And like you said, when you, when you go and you mow the grass or mow the lawn, you listen to podcasts, you kind of let your mind go, and you listen to people like us just sitting back and forth arguing or, 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 or trying to make a point at something. And for me, I shut everything off. If I'm, if I, oftentimes when I'm mowing the grass or going for a run or going for whatever, I really do shut my mind off. And it's, and all I'll do is listen, as crazy as it sounds, I just sit there, I just run and I listen to myself breathe. It clears my head so I can actually think about what I really want to do or where I'm going next. It, it, I don't know if that's of any value to anybody other than myself, but uh, I, I, I guess if I want to think about it, and, and this is a confessional, I'm confessing that I, uh, and, and hopefully this will stay between all of us, kind of like the uh, uh, Colbert thing, but at the same time, it's very quieting. It's very, uh, uh, for, for lack of a better term, cathartic. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can see that. Just, um, I mean, the job you work is not necessarily the uh, the easiest. You have you have difficult clients. You have difficult, uh, you know, questions that need to be answered. And for some, sometimes you just need to completely disconnect and just let your subconscious kind of deal with it while you focus on a a singular task. And uh, th yeah, I mean, it, I think it's the same thing as, you know, mowing the grass or doing anything else. It's just not thinking about the stressors of the week and just kind of giving yourself room to breathe. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that's, that's very true. And I think a lot of people, um, now I, I know Facebook and all of the social media out there have got their place. But there are times when we do need to disconnect. We need to get away from it all and, and, and quiet our mind and quiet our and, and quiet everything, whether it's through running, whether it's mowing the lawn, or whether it's through yoga. Having that that time, that that uh, that, that time away from even all the messaging and the chaotic noise of every day, I think is important. For sure. I Are mean, we getting too, am I getting too deep here? I don't think I don't think it's it's too deep. Um, I mean, I regularly refer to Facebook as you know electronic heroin. So, I mean, social media in general. Uh, I I work in it every day, and I see what it does to people. I see how it's used by people, and it really like part of the reason why I'm trying to make the getting those certs and get those job changes is because it makes me feel icky working in that industry. Uh, it's just like being a scummy salesperson that, you know, you can get those predatory loans from the used car dealership. It's just, it makes me feel gross as a person. I, I and I don't really like exploiting people's uh, thought processes just because it might make me an extra buck. 
but you know. At, at, at this point, after what we both have said, do we owe Mr. Zuckerberg a uh, an apology? I will never apologize to a lizard person masquerading as a human being. <laughs> Mr. Zuckerberg, I never said that. Yeah. <laughs> If, if he wants to fight me, he can fight me. If he wants to sue me, good luck. I have no money. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, all that aside, because you know it's as much as fun as it is to rip on 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 Mark because the Senate hearings. He just kind of reminded me of like the most awkward person imaginable. Um, I actually want to talk or cycle back. And talk a little bit about when I said, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to contradict myself here, but I don't, I don't believe it's a real contradiction, but it, it can sound like one. And that is, well, if things are worth doing, they're worth overdoing. If things are worth doing and you can't bring yourself to do them well, do it anyway. We're all going to have that day. We really don't want to go to the gym. We really don't want to go into work. We really don't want to do X, Y, or Z. That's actually very valid. That, that's actually an interesting point. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, some days you're just going to phone it in, and that's, that's okay. I mean, if you keep feeling like you're phoning it in and it's been consistent – you might need to take a vacation. You might need to find a new job. You might need to um, uh, disconnect or, and you know, there's a lot of self-reflection involved in there. And as I've learned from one of the more, more recent studies that came out, uh, oh gosh, where is it? I thought I had it in show notes. I do not. But there was a study that recently came out that uh, more or less said that if uh, they had people sitting here doing self-reflection and mind you, the demographics of this group was primarily college age males uh, and predominantly white, which is how all most all college studies have demographic wise. Uh, but the, the interesting thing was, is that they, uh, instead of sitting in two minutes with quiet self-reflection over 50% of the, uh, they had this uh, shock collar around their neck. Right. And they had to sit, quietly for like five minutes just uh you know thinking to themselves they were not allowed to have their phone they were not allowed to have any other stimulation all they had was in their hand was the 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 buzzer to shock themselves over 50 percent shocked themselves within the first two minutes so there was no absolutely zero ability to create delayed gratification well, I think it was they, – they were uncomfortable with not being stimulated. I mean, and you can – this is just me spitballing because all we really know is if you lock a, a college student in a room without his phone for five minutes, he is – it is a coin toss or a little bit better than a coin toss that he's probably going to shock himself or do something to get stimulated either because – and. For me, it's is it because self-reflection and, and, and being alone with your thoughts is uncomfortable, so people are constantly trying to escape? Or it could be something as simple as what – I you know, just curiosity. How bad could it be 
that I get, uh, you know, I shock myself and then, you know, you find out you, you tase yourself and you black out for five minutes, but, or maybe, maybe there's no shock at all. You don't know. It, has the world come to, to, to that point where you have to have continuous stimulation or you're not, or, or, or there's something wrong with you? I, I mean, it's a matter of, we have to be able to like ourselves before we can even think about liking another. We have to be able to move forward with ourselves and our own thought process before we're able to say, how can we help someone else? I don't think it's even that. I think it's far more surface. I think um, really the, the, the problem is just the, 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 the level of oversaturation and like, you know, e-heroin that we get on a regular basis uh, that leads to people being, being uncomfortable with, with quiet moments and self-reflection and, you know, this pandemic and, and all of the messaging around it, uh, you know, both political, you know, scientific, because, you know, as, as you and I know, science evolves with, you know, the presentation of new data. So what happened before may no, no longer be accepted as true later. But for some people, that's just like a really difficult concept to wrap your head around. Um, but yeah, I think it's just this constant terror and just this constant state of anxiety that we're living in is people are pursuing ways to avoid it, even if they're not healthy just just to get away from it just to not feel afraid for a few minutes so tell me what do you think the solution is do you think we need to have a uh a, for, for lack of a better term a, a, an electronic timeout daily for five minutes to be able to even try to get there for for anything longer oh no um i i straight up think that we need to kind of build rules around electronics period dot because they are they are a lot of these apps by design are addictive based on not only uh you know the dopamine of the likes and everything else but you know even the far more sinister uh perma scrolling that you do not because you're interested in what's happening but because that little part of your curiosity part of your brain is tickled just enough to see What's further down the page? And because there's no natural endpoint, there's no page in a book that you turn, all of our cues for uh, stopping and processing are just being eroded. And I don't know if legislating stop points in social media is a real thing. You know, if it all fell to the bottom of the sea tomorrow, I'd be out of a job. But if it meant the world was a better place, well, I'll go drive a truck or something, I guess, because well, that's much... awfully noble of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can talk shit cause, uh, I'm willing, I'm willing to change and I haven't leveraged my entire, you know, fortune on it. So I guess that's, you know, the benefit of someone who isn't fully vested into the, into the, uh, the, the crack pot that is, uh, social media 
That's it. I mean, the, the, this is almost a, a whole nother uh, topic, but I mean, I've read uh, many, many things of, about social media and how addictive it is. And, and, and you make a very valid point um, with the fact that uh, a, a, a couple of authors who at this, at, this, at this point will remain nameless have actually suggested that we put age limits on social media, not allowing um, social media to be used by anyone under the age of 21. Oh wow! I was just actually talking about that the other day with a couple of the couple of the group. So, yeah, I mean, I'm down for that, especially since TikTok. You know, as much as uh, it's surrounded by politics, I I'll say that the the user you can say that young. because it's because it's pretty true. Yeah. But I'd, I'd say the, the audience trends younger, and I mean, even Gartner for Marketers, and they can't tell me anything because they published this on their YouTube page, was uh, certain beauty brands, because they embraced TikTok early on and started doing makeup tutorials and putting different like makeup filters on, on their uh, – are available on TikTok, kind of like you know what Snapchat did. They were able to – expand their their influence their follower base in a meaningful enough way that they actually had measurable increases in sales but that but, but that also is directed at users that are probably what 9 to 15 I don't know what the exact target demographic was for it but you know I'd say for TikTok yeah uh, probably early 20s all the way down to to the tweens is probably the uh the biggest user base of it at this time see and, that, and, and to me that almost is sad that we're taking away that whole coming of age attitude and and being even even being able to come of age all of a sudden you're going from little kid to adult because now all of a sudden you're being targeted for, for purchases and for ads and for everything else. And I know this has been going on since, you know, the 19, uh, probably the 1940s and the 1950s to say, how do we get a younger and younger audience? But uh, apparently we now uh, apparently have hit the, has, have hit the stride with the ability to be able to get anybody interested in ad at any age because of the uh, availability of media across the board. And, and well, look at cigarettes. How long, how long did it take for our government to do something about the fact that they targeted kids with these cute little mascots and all this other crap? It's, it's, it's what's old is new again, man. It's just, you know, Garbage a with a different form, rapper. Just a different form of media. Different rapper, different form of media. There we go. Yeah, There's a, a doomerism for you. That that is a doomer. Garbage with a different rapper. Oh, that that that, that that's completely a doomer. But yeah, I mean, from from a boomer's perspective, 
I mean, we had garbage with a different wrapper around. I mean, uh, now, now, this is also before my time, is World War II. You know, there, there was all kinds of stuff that was going on during World War II with the propaganda and everything that they were doing. And somehow yet we survived it. We were able to survive it and eventually find hope. And, and I guess that's the one thing that we have to look at is, is there hope even with garbage in a different wrapper? And, and I don't know what the answer is, but uh, it's definitely worth another, uh, it, it certainly is worth another drink and another conversation with, uh, with, with the Doomer. For sure. And I might have a, a couple other either doomers or uh, other experts, and I use that term loosely, loosely. <laughs> uh, other, other people interested at least in the field uh, who are very willing to, at the very least, offer, offer a quick take, uh, a, a short audio clip, uh, but may even want to attend and, and be a member of the Boomer and Doomer podcast. So we'll See, this uh, is, keep I, that I, I'm going to give another plug, another little bit of a plug. And yes, I know we don't have any sponsors, but I would, I would love to get uh, someone like Simon Sinek's take on some of this stuff. Ah. Oh, now, now, now I've opened up a can of worms. Oh, gosh. Well, right after I'm done beating him up over his new wave crystal healing. No, no, he's not that bad. <laughs> Simon, if you're listening, I'm I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, no, it's uh, I'd I'd like to have him on. Uh, honestly, uh, at some I, point in time, he would be an interesting person to have on the show, from from his perspective of, especially the Doomer side. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got tons of positive energy, and I like his his whole idea about leadership, and you know. Uh, something that's kind of, I think, sorely lacking in, in today's society. Uh, but he 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 kind of distills some very important points. And um, to quote a good uh, good friend and coworker of mine, um, humanity hasn't changed too much in four thousand years, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. <laughs> so um, I have uh, no idea who said that, and I know people you work with, but. That that that's a that, that one's worth writing down. I I I'll tell you after the show because we're not gonna dox him on the air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think I think we disappeared down the rabbit hole and and gazed deeply into our navels for long enough. Let's uh let's dip into everyone's most favorite segment of this show what are we drinking like i i started to tell you earlier i'm drinking a summertime drink something that i kind of have on you know it, it's what you drink on the beach it's what you drink on a boat it's what you drink to listen to fun music for the summertime Pina Oh hell no! <laughs> Rum and Coke. There we go. <laughs> and, and and like I said, for lack of a better uh, uh, a plug, I'm drinking Sailor Jerry's 
in a Diet Coke. So I'm trying to be healthy and drinking the diet side, but I'm still drinking Sailor Jerry's. There you go. And that's good. Just diet, diet drinks by themselves actually cause us to release insulin. And there's, you know, some studies that release that, uh, that they're like more really bad for you. Yeah. They actually can increase your incidence of diabetes and, and insulin insensitivity. Oh, I guess I, I need to switch over to real Coke. No, no, no. If you have the liquor, it's fine. Cause there's sugar in that. Oh, okay. So I, I, so I fixed the diet problem. There you go. Just add sugar to your diet soda fixes everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway for, for, for anybody that's listening this is not scientific facts <laughs> i am not a doctor i am not a healthcare we are, we are not prescribing this for for general use <laughs> i am an asshole with opinions if you take that as a scientific fact boy are you mistaken all right so my 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 drink of being although Hold on, let's 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 uh, because I'm ADD all of a sudden. Let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the rum and coke. So so is this is this the send off for the season? It, it, it is. It, it, it's really sad, but it got really cold here yesterday, and I'm like, I went outside this morning. It was like fifty freaking degrees. It was like, what happened to my nineties? You know? Absolutely. Just the the joys of almost fall oh I, man i, I was, was just not ready for that did you go to the starbucks and already see the girls in ugg boots and flannel uh, they were not nobody was there this morning but that's okay <laughs> all right um oh it's my turn so it's uh, your turn and i think nobody was at the starbucks because it was too freaking cold no Gotta gotta get that chai tea latte. Warm me up. It's good stuff. Um, so I did not have a chai tea latte today, regardless of what my bubbly and positive personality may may indicate otherwise. Um, I had what is called a whiskey spire. It is a drink that I kind of learned about from the uh, Kentucky Derby and Woodford. I thought that was a mint julep. I'm I'm sure that that is all the, uh, the the most popular. I am not particularly interested in a mint julep. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I'm thinking. Oh gosh, never mind. I no, happen to like mint juleps, but that's okay. I'm. You know what's bad is you said mint julep, but what hopped into my mind was the uh, the grasshopper martinis. Oh God. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I was like, for some reason, those got crossed in my brain, and I was like, oh no, no never mind. No, mint juleps are pretty okay. I'll I'll drink those. No um, muddled, you know, the the, the muddling of the uh, of the mint, a little bourbon, you know, you you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I mean that's hell of a drink. Um, but circling quickly back to what I'm actually drinking with a whiskey spire. So, whiskey spires are actually really simple to drink. Um, if you have a copper cup. That is uh, 100% uh, authentic. If you put it in a glass, I won't tell anyone. So it's pretty simple. You pour yourself a, a shot, or uh, if you're not, not weak, you pour an ounce and a half of whiskey into, a, into your copper cup. You then add three ounces of lemonade and a half ounce 
or an ounce of cranberry juice as a splash on the top. It's really how much do you like your citrus versus your uh, versus your your cranberry. You mix that all up in your copper cup, and I tell you what, with a decent whiskey or you know a decent bourbon, man, you don't notice that you're drinking whiskey, but you get all of the flavor and very little burn, and they are awful for your diet. So drink wisely. See, but now wait a second. You can twist that just a little bit and use that diet cranberry stuff, like five calories. It's just a watered-down cranberry with some, some really good flavor. I think you're still there. I, you know, I think if you, yeah, if you, if you do choose to I, go, I, you know, I, I, I think we could make this into a, for for lack of a better term, a Weight Watchers drink. I mean. The only other the only other drink that I know that's on that, that that's a diet friendly uh, drink is a uh, is a Bloody Mary. It's reasonably healthy because it has the tomato juice. Yeah, I mean, I, my my biggest problem with a lot of the uh, cranberry juices is that they're cranberry juice cocktail, not not actual cranberry juice, so you don't get as much of the antioxidants. But you can antioxidants get... and bourbon. That, that, that sounds really good. It's, you know, I think we'd be a healthier population if we just put all of our, you know, necessary daily vitamins and minerals in a, in our liquor. I think we would be a healthier populace. <laughs> and with that, I think I need to go run about three miles. Next time we hang out after, uh, after this is all over, we'll, uh, I'll, we'll go and get one. Or I'll make one. In a so big... so now, now, what is this thing called again? A spire? Yes, a whiskey spire. Whiskey spire. I like this drink already. I'm gonna have to. Try, I'll have to try that next time. Yeah, it's nice and easy. Just like it's one extra step over a rum and coke. If, and if if you could pour a rum and coke, you can you can do a whiskey spire. I believe in you. I think I can handle that. All right. Well, everyone. I think that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, this is Doomer signing off. Thank you, Doomer. This is Boomer. All right. See you all next week. Have a good week, folks.